Welcome to the Weather Channel Podcast. I'm Danielle Banks. That's the first time that I, I saw neighborhoods just completely destroyed and gone. That was Shane Grammer, a Los Angeles freelance artist in the theme park industry who once lived near the Paradise, California area, and he returned to create majestic portraits in the torched campfire ruins. These portraits have now gone viral, coverage from local TV stations to as far away as Australia, and even articles written in Italian. They all want to share the story behind the artwork. Shane created these powerful images on the burnt walls and scarred remains of homes throughout Paradise, California, a place that is still trying to recover from the devastating fire in November 2018. Shane, thank you so much for joining us and providing some insight into your art, a reaction from the residents, and of course how it all started. So you grew up not too far from Paradise, and like the rest of us, you were devastated to see what happened. Yeah, uh, but it, it didn't hit home until um, Facebook, you know, social media, when a lot of friends that I grew up with started to post the destruction or what was left of their home. That's when it really hit home. You know, people doing videos of walking through their, house, their home with the only thing that's left is the chimney or a burnt car. And when it, when at least I'd say two dozen friends that I grew up with lost their homes. It's a very helpless feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's intense. I was having a conversation with a friend that I haven't seen in years, and her and her husband had one of my drawings from high school of Michael Jordan. They were just communicating literally that, oh, I, I asked her, her name's Wendy. I said, Wendy, can you send me a photo of Michael Jordan? I don't remember it. And she said, yeah, let me do that. And I think it was the next day their house burnt down. My gosh, that is just so awful. Let me ask you, since you knew so many of these people, how did you go about getting permission? The first house I did, which is Beauty Among the Ashes, um, that was my friend Shane Edwards. And I went to, I grew up uh, in a, a church called First Assembly in Chico. And I was friends with his wife and her family, Jennifer Edwards, all through junior high and high school. So on Facebook, when I saw that their house burnt down, and then I saw the image of their chimney, it was a simple, I think we texted or Facebook messaged, and uh, he was completely open and said, you know, we'd be honored if you come up and paint our chimney. The second time I went up, when I went up for a full week, I just simply did a post on Facebook saying I want to come up for the whole week. Um, if anybody has any ruins or anything left that I could paint, I'd love to do that. I'd love to get your permission. And that's when I started to get emails and, and Facebook messages from people that I knew growing up and people I didn't know. So you knew immediately that you wanted to go back and create more works of art. So what were some of the behind the scenes details that went into the planning for your trip? And then how did you and photographer Terrence Duffy end up coming to work together? There's an organization in Sacramento called Blue Heart International. And it's ran by Blake and Missy McCall. And Blue Heart uh, helps girls that are victims of sex trafficking throughout Sacramento. And that's where I met Kevin Huey, Huey Phillips LLP. It's a law firm in Sacramento. And he is, Kevin has purchased paintings from me in the past. And he hired me to do a mural in their law office in Sacramento. And I finished that mural. Uh, two days before I went up and did the mural on Clark Road. So we have this growing relationship. And I told Kevin that uh, 
I'm going to go up and I want to go back up for a week and just do a ton of murals. And he said, dude, we want to help you and uh, we want to be a part uh, and can we pay your expenses. And so I never got paid for any of the work, but Kevin Huey or Huey Phillips LLP paid for all my gas, hotel, food and supplies. Saying all that to say, Kevin knew Terrence, Terrence Duffy, the photographer, and said, I want to hook you up with Terrence and send him up there all week. We hit it off right off the bat. And it was so huge to have somebody shoot photos because usually I'm doing all that. I'm, I'm, I've got timers going and GoPros going and it's exhausting when you're actually trying to get the artwork done as well. So Terrence has just been in the ash and the mud with me in the rain and the wind, um, traveling around getting, I got stuck a few times in my truck. Uh, all, we had an adventure and to say that this was an emotional journey, I realize that that is, is an understatement. Um, I would love to know how emotional this was for you. And were, I mean, were you at the point where you were like crying every time you were doing a painting or were you, were you locked in? So what I like to tell people is I try to give, I, I've been, I've had so many interviews that I try to give people a backstory. Uh, and the backstory for me is I've been doing this kind of stuff for years. Uh, as a Christian, doing ministry work. Uh, I painted murals in orphanages throughout Mexico that no one will ever see. Uh, I painted a mural in a church in somewhere out in the middle of nowhere in Peru or a school in Brazil. Um, I've been to Swipok, Cambodia with Agape International Missions. They rescue girls that are sold to the sex, sex trade all the way down to five years old. So I've been in inner city youth ministries, inner city San Francisco, the Tenderloin, Sixth, and Mission. I've always had a heart to bring to do positive, bring hope and joy to the downcast and brokenhearted. So this is a theme that's been in my part of my life. Uh, I just never had attention drawn to it. Well, your noble efforts are definitely getting attention now. I do want to take a moment to spotlight one thing in particular that I was drawn to. Can you tell us the story behind the piece called Eleanor? One of the one of the people that reached out to me was Nicole, and I don't want to say her last name wrong, but I, I think it's Wedded. She, uh, her and her husband and their daughter lost their home. I knew Nicole. She was on the girls' basketball team through Chico Junior and Chico High when I was on the men's basketball team, and she reached out and said, "We have one wall left. Can you paint on our wall?" And I, I was like, "Oh yes, you know, totally. I, I want to do that. It'd be great to do it for a friend that I haven't seen in years." And a lot of people would have a concern. They, they would say, well, we think the walls are going to be torn down. Or for their house, it's a little bit remote. And they said, well, no one's going to see it. It's, you know, it's not on Skyway or anything like that. And I said, no, that, that's better because I actually like to do work that's kind of hidden, you know, where you have to find it. I chose to paint Eleanor, their daughter. It's just, there's so much story to it. The story came, kind of unfolded as... I painted Eleanor, but I wasn't sure if, if that was going to be a positive thing to their family or if that would be a negative thing. So I reached out and said, actually, I'm sorry, I didn't reach out. I just did it. <laughs> so I, but I was a little nervous. And, but her husband, Greg, came up and he said, no, we, this is amazing. And Nicole came up and she got teary-eyed the first time she saw Eleanor's face and Eleanor... I chose a photo where she's younger, but she's looking towards the front of their house. And then the story started to unfold 
There was a tree that burnt down. Um, I don't know the name of the tree, but it was blossomed very purple during the during the spring. It was their favorite tree. They love to look out the front window and see all the trees and the color. And Eleanor, the painting, she's looking right where the tree was. So there were so many things that kind of came out that blessed them as a family. You know, for me as the artist, I'm, I'm just going, uh, well, thank God that this was a positive reaction and it, and it blessed their family. So I was wondering, and I'm sure a lot of other people are too, curious if there's a way to preserve the artwork or can it only live on through Terrence's photographs? Because this area is obviously going to get cleaned up and the rebuilding process is going to be ongoing. Yeah, um, I honestly, as a street artist, I've been in doing graffiti and street art for years. You expect, you have to expect that your art's going to get destroyed the same day. So as soon as you get your photos and your video, then you're good. You know, it's like, I'm out of here. Thumbs up. So I kind of have that mentality already. And I would actually love to see, to be there and get video footage when some of these walls are torn down. I did get an email from the first house I painted on. I painted on a truck, a burnt truck. And they said I could have it and do whatever I want with it. Um, I don't know what I would do with it, but there's been talk about preserving things. But, you know, that's kind of up to the owner and so from my end, I'm not worried about it. I'm just glad that they're speaking to people and I have my photos and my videos. And, and uh, it, it was a chance for me to express through my artwork. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess you do have to have that mentality of I created this, now set it free. How long does it take you to do each of those pieces? I'm curious. Uh, some of them are very tall and equally as wide. Yeah, I, I, I've been doing this for years, and I'm pretty fast uh, as an artist. Um, and I was using a, it's a specialty spray paint for graffiti artists or street artists. I, I, I classify myself under the street art level, but it's called Montana 94. And they have a line that is transparent paint. So it's almost like painting with glaze, where you're, if you're going to make a black line, you have to paint that line four to six times before you get a dark a line. It gets darker and darker as you go. And I, I specifically did not want to lose the surface texture of, you know, of the burnt brick or plaster or a burnt car. I, I wanted to keep that, almost feel like the image was burnt into the surface. Uh, and, but, but that happens quick. I was using transparent white, transparent black and gray. Um, and it, it just and so that first one on Clark Road took only three hours to paint. I already had it mocked up what I wanted to do and print it out so I could just look at it and get it all sketched out and then paint it. And then it took about an hour, hour and a half to just do some photos and some GoPro B-roll because I, I do that on every job I do. And then I usually do a, I'll edit a little video, not knowing that the video would be viewed that much. Well, clearly your phone hasn't stopped ringing and you know the pictures have already gone around the world and back again many times thanks to social media. The descriptions of your work, people have called it poignant, haunting, beautiful, poetic, and we all know that it has deeper meaning. Well, uh, another backstory on why I paint a, a portrait of a woman is uh, I've been working on an ongoing series for 
15 years now called The Bride Series. And The Bride is based off of a book in the Bible called Song of Solomon. And Song of Solomon is, it's called the love story. Sometimes it's even called the erotic story in the Bible. It's this deep passion between the king and his beautiful bride. But it's also taught as an allegory story of God the Father represents, or excuse me, the king represents God the Father, and the bride represents mankind. So for me, I've never been a big, I don't hold the sign Jesus saves. I feel like uh, if I'm going to, I'd rather show that than say it. My gifting is art, so I can go into a community and show Christ's love by my artwork. And what perfect way is to tell a deep love story. So when you see that woman's face, it's really us. It's mankind. And it's saying that God the Father loves us passionately, like the king loves his his, uh, beautiful bride. Thank you for the explanation of the inspiration, but I, I couldn't walk away from this interview without asking you, Shane, what does the artwork mean to you? What does it mean to me? Wow, geez, it's, first of all, as an artist, I've got these beautiful canvases that I get to um, just go for it. You know, my, my wife is holding the home, the home front down. She believes in me. She, she says, get up there and do this. We see the importance of it. So I was, I was basically like free and I know what, it, what it's like to work with project managers, art directors, uh, you know, NDAs and intellectual property type of work where you can't say anything. I have nobody over my shoulder. This is me being me. I get to paint what's important to me and really just have fun on a canvas and on a surface that is the most powerful to me to work on. Um, so it was addicting (laughs) you know it's like oh you know my wife knows i tell people all the time if i didn't have my beautiful wife and our three girls i would be a maniac artist working till two in the morning every morning eating burritos and i'd get up and do the same thing so my wife and family give me some good balance but you know but i had a chance to go out there and just hit it hard and get one to two murals done a day and experiment uh and just really just go for it Well, full-time, I know you use your artistic skills for the entertainment industry outside of all this. This is just one little slice of your life. So I was wondering if there were plans to do more, and also since you've opened the opportunity to people to make suggestions of what you should paint next, how long is your request list at this point? Oh, it's got to be over 30, and I get requests. I'm getting them now. You know, I'm seeing my feed pop up, and... What I'm really getting requests for is animals, um, a lot of kittens, cats, dogs, memorials. Um, and I, I, I literally have a copy and paste message that I have to send to people because it's hard when you're being bombarded with such sensitive content material. And how do I respond to somebody that wants me to paint a picture of their sister or a family member that passed away in the fire? And, uh, you know, so it's, it's emotionally overwhelming. And then I'm also trying to just kind of protect my own heart. And I've got my, I, I have projects that I'm working on that are taking care of my family and, and balancing all that out. And then all the media, you know, the media attention and responding. And I'm really cautious about, it's very important to me that I communicate who I really am and, and staying humble about how I communicate because I'm getting attention as an artist 
but there are still thousands of people that have lost everything and that are devastated. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a lot. Well, Shane, I, I feel like you gave a really good essence of where you were coming from and this incredible journey that you've been on and what you've done has meant so much to the victims of this fire and been an inspiration, if I may say, to other budding artists while teaching us all that anything, really anything, can be a canvas. Yeah, that's, it's, it's been, to me, it's a miracle. It's just been amazing. Absolutely my pleasure speaking with you, Shane Grammer, the artist behind Beauty Among the Ashes and other works of art, which you can find on his Facebook page, Shane Grammer Arts. For more conversations on topics related to weather and life in general, please check out weather.com, our app on Apple and Android, and of course, subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for listening.